Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 3rd of August. The southern states of Australia are being told to brace for wild weather today as a series of powerful cold fronts sweep across the country. Perth and southern parts of WA have already been lashed with heavy rain and strong winds over the past few days. Senior meteorologist Jonathan Howe says the Weather Bureau is expecting the cold fronts to impact other states from this morning. We are expecting moderate to locally heavy falls pushing across from Western Australia, South Australia and really focusing across northeast Victoria and southeast New South Wales on Wednesday and Thursday, while some areas could exceed 100, potentially 200 millimetres. In other news, the big four banks are expected to pass an interest rate hike today after the RBA lifted the cash rate for a fourth consecutive month. It's now at a six-year high of 1.85% and the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer, Scott Phillips, says the rising cost of living is hitting families hard. It's going to be a pretty bitter blow because rates not only increased today, but the RBA has said they're going to increase further. It means, unfortunately, more belt tightening, which is also a bit of pill to swallow in the face of higher inflation. And we'll dive into this more in business and finance shortly. Overseas now, China has announced targeted military operations in response to the US House Speaker's controversial trip to Taiwan. Nancy Pelosi has arrived in the East Asian country this morning, despite major backlash and concerns from powers across the world. Semaphore's editor-at-large, Steve Clements, has told Channel 10 it could spend bad news for international relations. She could provoke something. Hopefully the Chinese will demonstrate restraint or if they take action, uh, hopefully the Biden administration demonstrates restraint because this is the kind of thing that could escalate very badly. Meanwhile, it's almost 21 years on from 9-11 and the US president hopes the death of the al-Qaeda leader will bring some closure for families of terrorist victims. The White House confirmed yesterday Ayman al-Zawahiri was killed by a CIA drone strike in Afghanistan at the weekend. Counter-terrorism expert Greg Barton has told Steve Price on Listeners Australia Today he's one of the masterminds behind the 9-11 attack. 11 years as number one of al-Qaeda, but of course he was there with bin Laden back in 88 in Afghanistan when al-Qaeda was, was formed. Um, he's been, as we, we heard, uh, behind most of the major attacks, probably all the major attacks really, off the last 34, 35 years. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales, large parts of the central west and southwest are back on flood watch today. Forecasters are predicting a series of troughs and a cold front could bring heavy rainfall to southwestern and central inland areas. Our regional reporter Scott Leake has more. Thanks, Maddie. The Bureau of Meteorology has warned 13 river catchments could see minor to major flooding from tomorrow, including the Bogan and Lachlan rivers, which are still under flood warnings from the last rain event. Senior meteorologist Dean Narimore says it's not just the rain we need to prepare for. Much of southern Australia is expected to see damaging winds with gusts up to 90 kilometres an hour. For some of our elevated areas, we could even see destructive winds up to 125 kilometres an hour. 
Severe weather warnings are in place for parts of the Illawarra, South Coast, Southern Tablelands, Southwest Slopes, Snowy Mountains and ACT. The advice is to keep up to date with the latest weather warnings over the coming days. The SES also asking those in the warning areas to clear gutters and drains and put away loose items around the yard. And to Queensland, a federal court judge has handed down the verdict in the Clive Palmer and Mark McGowan defamation case. Reporter Rod McLeod says the judge had some harsh words for both the WA Premier and the Queensland mining magnate. That's right, Maddie. WA's Premier Mark McGowan and Clive Palmer's legal battle is now over. With the federal court ruling, they've both defamed each other. The Premier has been awarded $20,000 and self-proclaimed billionaire Mr Palmer... $5,000. But Justice Michael Lee has criticised the waste of court time. While Mr McGowan has responded to speculation, he made negative comments about the mining magnate to distract Mr Palmer's lawyers from separate legal action over a stalled mining project. He says that's not the case. We're in a pretty tense situation with a whole range of issues at that point in time. Potentially a virus coming in here that was going to kill thousands of people and then a $30 billion claim that was going to cause a lot of grief to the state's finances. I was dealing with all of them at once in the best way I could. The defamation case has been adjourned until later this month to deal with legal costs. In business and finance news, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned before, the Reserve Bank has lifted the cash rate, but forecasts economic growth and employment will go down. Yeah, that's right, Maddie. There was so much detail to unpacking those notes yesterday. And as you point out, it's not so good news around the economy, at least for the short term. I mean, first up, there is certainly more pain for homeowners. The cumulative increase in monthly repayments since rates first started to go up will see households with a $500,000 mortgage having to find an extra $500 each month to service their loan. Now, rate hikes don't just impact homeowners. When you put the pressure on household budgets, there is a flow-on effect. Of course, timing inflation here is the number one goal for the RBA, but higher rates can also slow the economy and drive up employment. And the RBA is now expecting that the unemployment rate will jump up slightly from 3.5 to 4% by 2024. Look, I mean, Maddie, that's still a good number. We can't complain. But it has trimmed its GDP growth forecast to 3.25% this year. And remember, it wasn't too long ago that it said it would be 4.25. On a positive note, they have flagged that there could potentially be a pause in these rate rises at the next month board meeting. But they're going to closely monitor the economic data. It was good to see that the money markets are also continuing to scale back their cash rate bet. So all up, what we're probably seeing here is that it may not be as aggressive. And look, there's got to be some kind of silver lining to all this. And this is why the banks now are getting pressure put on themselves. Why aren't they increasing saving rates by the same amount? They haven't done that yet. And they've been very selective on what uh, saving accounts they do increase. So hopefully we can see some change there. We did see the Treasurer talk about that yesterday as well, and hopefully he'll put a bit of pressure on the big four banks to do that as well. And talk us through how you can claw back the cash rate hikes. Yeah, Maddie, what we'll, we'll see here is that this is the fourth time rates have gone up. They've gone hard, they've gone fast. So even if you have a nice cash cushion and you are ahead of your mortgage payments, or if you haven't, the fact is on a $500,000 mortgage, you have to find five. Hundred dollars more each 
month. On a million-dollar mortgage, it's $1,000 more. So this pain is going to be felt by all. And the obvious place that people will... Uh, uh, stop uh, spending are things like going out for dinner. You can expect that to drop down. People buying clothing, maybe even furnishing their homes or renovations. All that, I suspect, will take a hit because full rate hikes will now start getting serious on household budgets. But there are other ways you can actually claw back some of these uh, rate hikes. So we know that this pain is going to be for a little while. The central bank is forecasting inflation to reach 7.75%. The easiest way to do this is look at your regular household bills. So CanStar has done an analysis to show that if you did an audit looking at what the average you're paying for your regular bills and going down to the cheapest, you could save as much as $627 from swapping from average to cheap. Now, look, cheap is not always the best, but at least it gives you a good idea that there's about $600 in savings. So have a look at your home loan, have a look at your car insurance, your hospital cover, your energy bills, even your broadband. There are savings to be made. Fantastic, Effie. Look, great tips there as always. Really appreciate your help this morning. Thank you. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Good morning. Another golden day at the Commonwealth Games for the Aussies. Yes, good morning, Maddie. Let's start in the pool. We've had our fourth clean sweep of the podium. 18-year-old Molly O'Callaghan winning gold in the 100-metre freestyle with fellow Aussies Shana Jack and Emma McKeon taking out silver and bronze. Um, I'm really happy and I'm happy to do it alongside these amazing girls, especially Emma. Like, she's an absolute idol and stuff, so it's really nice to race alongside her this time. And especially Shana too. I'm coming back from, like, Worlds and stuff, so I'm very happy. Yeah, it's crazy. Only 18 years of age, she's the world record holder and now the Commonwealth Games champion. Our netball team is charging on at the Commonwealth Games. The Aussie Diamonds smashing Wales by a whopping 46 goals. We might get a game for Wales the way they're going. Now, they sit top of Group A and we've won pole vault gold as well. Nina Kennedy is flying high, 4.6 metres to be exact, as she took gold in that event. So another great morning at the Commonwealth Games. Loving it. And look to the AFL, Brett. We've got an update on the future of two Tigers stars. Yeah, look, uh, Richmond's still in the finals mix, but uh, a lot of talk about some of their veteran players. They won three premierships in five years, so potentially coming to the end of an era. Dustin Martin is the big one. Some talk, of course, when he took personal leave in Sydney that he might seek to move out of the fishbowl environment of Melbourne. His teammate, though, Jack Rewalt, believes he will be at Richmond next year. His mindset is he's trying to get himself fit for a push at the, the back end of the year. Are you absolutely confident that he'll be at the Tigers next year, Jack? Yes. And Rewalt himself uh, says he is keen to play, uh, play on if Richmond want him to. There's no obvious uh, replacement for him as a key forward, so I reckon Rewalt and Dusty will be at the Tigers next year. And look, Brett, to the NRL, talk us through this drama with the grand final. Could it be moved from Sydney? Yeah, look, Peter Volandis is certainly threatening that. He's the ARL Commission chairman. Uh, the debate at the moment is between he and the state government over funding for suburban stadium upgrades. Uh, at this stage, uh, he is not refusing to budge, and if he doesn't get his way, uh, he says he's uh, he will look at moving the grand final potentially north to Brisbane. Here's Michael Chamis, who gave us an update on this on Triple M. If they pull the funding, the NRL will certainly start talking to Queensland. The NRL were under the impression that the government... Will 
going to follow through on a pledge to invest seven eight hundred million dollars in the suburban grounds. They're set to pull that money, and the NRL are filthy. Well, up north in Brisbane, Broncos star Pat Carrigan has been dealt a four-game ban for that hip drop tackle on Jackson Hastings. The Tigers' lock will miss the rest of the season with a broken ankle. Carrigan insists it was an accident. A little bit disappointed with the result. I certainly didn't have any intent, malice in what happened, but also really aware that Jackson's going to miss a bit of footy, and you know, I just wish him all the best with his recovery. And five of the manly seven have been recalled to play this weekend. Of course, they stood down over the Pride jersey. Josh Schuster, uh, one of the other two who hasn't been named, he's on the reserves list, so could still potentially play this weekend. Fantastic. No worries. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Maddie. And briefly back to the Commonwealth Games, Princess Charlotte has made headlines this time, pulling funny faces as she enjoyed an outing at the Sandwell Aquatic Centre, watching some of our Aussies in action at the pool. The seven-year-old even giving a big thumbs up to her dad, Prince William, as Kate Middleton grinned from ear to ear in the crowd. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.